Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hey, folks, it's Mark Aram. I hope you're enjoying the Mark Aram Show podcast. A reminder, you can hear this very radio show live Monday through Friday. We're live 6 to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday on 95.5 WSB Atlanta's News and Talk. Breaking news to kick off the Thursday edition of the show. How is everyone? The GBI has arrested the man who shot the cell phone video of Ahmad Arbery being shot and killed Wow. Uh, we will talk to WSB legal analyst Phil Holloway coming up after the news at 630. Get his inside take on this. All I knew, uh, all I know is I was texting with Phil before the show was uh, he was waiting for something like this. So that is some big breaking news, Longoria. We'll go in depth with Phil Holloway. Again, if you're just joining us, the uh, Georgia Bureau of Investigation, the GBI has arrested the man who shot the video of Ahmad Arbery getting shot and killed. William Roddy Bryan, 50 years old. Took the video that showed appears uh, appears to be Gregory and Travis McMichael shooting and killing Ahmad Arbery while he was out jogging in February. Obviously, a huge local and national story. We'll get uh, WSB legal analyst Phil Holloway's uh, reaction to that coming up after the news at six thirty. We got we got some good news. We got some bad news today. The the unemployment numbers uh, in Georgia have hit an all time record. I want to talk about that because I think that is a huge huge important issue. Uh, but I do want to start off the Thursday show with a little fun. And we like to call it Would You Rather with Little Sanjay. It's time for Would You Rather with Little Sanjay. He is the guru, the soothsayer, the truth seeker, the asker of unanswerable questions. He joins us every Tuesday and Thursday in the Mark Aram Show. He's Little Sanjay with Would You Rather. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm all right. Sorry, we, had, we normally I like to come in with all all happy stuff, but that we had the breaking news there. Another arrest in the Ahmad Arbery. I don't want you to comment on that, Sanjay, because you are here to give us comic relief on occasion. <laughs> on occasion, I like it. Snack I'm break a, is in. here to uh, give you a little snack of comedy. Uh, Sanjay is going to ask us unanswerable questions here in studio. We will answer them, and then you can play along in your car or at home as you're making dinner, what have you. They're always fun, and uh, not always fun. Majority of them are fun. Some are deep. Some are unsuitable oh, for the air. But it's always a, it's always a great mixture. It's like the mixed nuts at a bar. You don't know what you're Thanks. getting in that in that yeah. bowl. Well, you don't know I've what's left at the bottom. I've never been described like that. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. All right. Sanjay, what is the first question, my friend? All right. Number one, if you were the star actor or actress of a movie. Can I stop you for a second? Yeah, of course. I think I'm being racist. Why? So I just realized, what did I just say to Sanjay? <laughs> okay. We'll get back to Sanjay in yeah. a second. <laughs> I said, what's the first question, my friend, right? Yeah. Which on the surface doesn't seem like anything. When was the last time I, I said, Longoria, what's on the show today, my friend? Or Deborah Green, I said, hey, did you he get that? buddy. Yeah, but no, I said. No, no, no. That's because, that's because I'm your friend and none of them are. It's okay. Yeah, we're just coworkers. All right, yeah. understood. Yeah. I'm, I'm just doing a little self-reflection here. I call anyone of Indian scent, descent my friend. <laughs> I doubt oh, that. I doubt that, that very seriously. I do. We didn't know that. <laughs> we didn't know that. The guy at the Shell Station. You hey, tell him that. Well, how you doing, my friend? You don't say that. And I, I'm telling you where <laughs> I got it, it from. In movies when they do the bad accents? No, I got it from Seinfeld. 
Oh yeah. Babu Bot. Babu Bot always says. Oh jeez. Yeah, subconsciously. <laughs> Like That's when I'm, how he thinks of you. Yeah. yeah. I'm offended now. Yeah. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> you shouldn't have said I'm anything. I'm calling myself yeah. out. Subconscious. What about the, the short stuff? And, well, no, no, and that's the, just for the, you. That, the, snack, the snack break stuff. The, the guy at the Shell Station is like 5'11". I don't yeah, call him short. Normal but like when I, when I see your parents, when I see your dad, I say, hey, how are you, my friend? I call anyone oh, you, you Indian do. my friend. Wow. I mean, you're my friend for sure. Yeah. Maybe wow. Not Keep me in check on that, guys. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll do my best. All right. Here's my acquaintance, my buddy, Sanjay. <laughs> with, would you rather? What is the first question, Sanjay? Okay. If you were the star actor or actress of a movie, would you rather be the good guy turned bad or the bad guy turned good? In in the movie or in real life? In the movie. Bad guy turned good. No, I want to be the villain. You want to start off nice and get jaded yeah. and become the bad guy. Yeah, I'll be the villain. Okay. 100% go from good to bad. Really? Yeah. Isn't that what I picked? No, I no, picked, picked bad, bad to good. good. Yeah, you're the I bad guy. I like a good redemption story. Yeah. Yeah. You don't like that? That's the no. sequel. Yeah. <laughs> Deb's already thinking about box office you're, gross. You're at the you... end. All right. That's true. Once the bad guy becomes good, that's the end of the franchise. Yeah. All right. Longoria? Yeah, I'm going to go bad good. Bad to good. Yeah. Like, yeah. A redemption yeah. story. Yeah. All I like right. that better. Thank you, my friend, Longoria. You're, you're welcome, my friend. <laughs> Next question, Sanjay. All right, second question. Would you rather wear only black clothes for the rest of your life or only white clothes for the rest of your life? Uh, I'm a slob, and, which means I get a lot of food splatters, so black clothes hide it better. I'm going to choose uh, the Johnny Cash wardrobe. Deb Green, I already know the answer on this one. Oh, you see, white clothes are better at a club because of the glow lights. Oh, but... yeah, of course, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I own more black clothes, yeah. so I'll stick with black. Uh, Loti Chuck was, I believe, wearing a lighter collared shirt today. I got a white collared shirt. Huh? Yeah. I still pick black. Still pick black. Yeah, yeah. less Longoria. Yeah, I feel like I wouldn't have to wash it as often. Yeah, darker clothes. Do you? Is that still a thing? I'm not a fashion guy. Where you can't wear white after Labor Day. Is that still like a fashion rule? Maybe in certain circles, I but know. I don't you think anyone else cares. People. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> understood. <I'd be> careless. <laughs> is that a rule, Sanjay? You're a fashionista. Uh, I, I think it's just shoes or pants or something. You can't <laughs> so wear if, white can't wear pants. if you go on a if you go on one of your famous hikes after Labor Day, you can't white wear those white keds. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. and kids. What are you, what's point. up with kids? Good You've been point. mentioning kids. <laughs> I don't know. Sanjay's a kids guy. I'm going to buy you some kids. Uh, next question, Sanjay. Okay. You have an online exam, and you have the ability to cheat using the internet. Would you rather cheat and get a guaranteed good grade or take it honestly and get what you deserve? Is that a real question? That's a real <laughs> I question. Know. I guess so. Yeah, cheat. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. Kids at home don't do really? that, but yeah, really? definitely what's cheat. What's the exam in? I mean, it's like a school exam, I guess. <laughs> school exam. <laughs> this guy's homeschooling his kid right now. Okay. Sanjay. I'll, I'll suffer through and just go with that. I'm yeah. a good test taker. You'll so be honest? Just, yeah. Uh, Integrity? Chuck. I, I couldn't cheat fast enough. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hate tests. It. I'll yeah. cheat all the way. Yeah. It, as long as it's not like a test, to be like, all right, uh, this is to determine whether or not you can perform open-heart surgery. Yeah, like, right, different. right. If it's like, you know, geography or U.S. history or something, then, yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah. I told you about my, uh, my teacher in high school, Mr. Solano. He was the greatest teacher ever. And he got teacher of the year every year because he'd be given a test, and he'd hand out the test, and he'd be like, all right, I'm going to the teacher's lounge. I'll be back in 25 minutes. And he would just leave the class, and it was like paper. paper. Everyone like, yeah. Uh, I don't recommend it, but you know, sometimes, sometimes 
if if life presents you an opportunity, you seize it. So Deborah Green is the only honest one of the. Uh, of the <laughs> next, Shocking. next question, Sanjay. All right. Would you rather be able to replicate any meal that you like perfectly at home, mm. or eat at any restaurant for free? Eat at any restaurant for free. Um, I enjoy. I miss God. I miss going to restaurants so bad. Um, it's just the the atmosphere. You've got a guy waiting on you. Um, it's no, you don't have to do any dishes. So yeah, any any restaurant for the rest of my life is free. Which reminds me how I dropped the ball on that Olive Garden pasta pass. <laughs> Son of a man, you're gonna they can take that to your deathbed, aren't you? I, I'm telling you what, if I don't your get last it this words year, are you gonna be? I promise you, I'm gonna take the day off. <laughs> to to focus sure. to make sure I get that Olive Garden never-ending pasta pass for life, and maybe you can get us half of one for the big, rest of us. <laughs> Listen, for half your life. you're getting the gift cards. It's the coronavirus. Well, you'll <laughs> be taken care of. <laughs> Son of a biscuit. Yeah. So this year, as soon as that, th- I'm going to take the whole day off and wait online and and get that never-ending pasta pass. Uh, Deb Deborah Green. Everything I mean, at home or always at a restaurant for free? I mean, free? normally I would like to cook at home, but if it means I don't have to clean up anything, yeah. I guess we'll just go to a restaurant. Go to a restaurant. Yeah. No cleaning involved. Absolutely at home. Really? Yeah, I don't want to get, get dressed and drive. and ah, just stay home. <laughs> <laughs> so much work. So much so, work. Yeah. Yeah, restaurant for free. The only, yeah, the only reason I – the only downside to the restaurant for free option is – you, you're spending money on a tip, so it's not free. Like, you can't go in there, right. eat for free, and be like, peace out, that was a free meal. <laughs> like, you still got it. So it's more expensive to do the eat out thing, but I, I just would enjoy that more, and I don't have to do the dishes. Dishes to me. Or are, cook. Or cook, yeah. yeah. I don't mind cooking. I really don't. It's the cleanup process after, which is just absolutely the worst. That's why Sanjay, my friend, only grills <laughs> chicken w- uh, legs out on the grill, so there's no cleanup. <laughs> Chicken legs Good on point. the grill, right to paper plates. There you go. Yep. Here's yep, your dinner, yep. Aram. Uh, next question, Sanjay. <laughs> All right, this is the last one. Right. Would you rather go back in time to amaze people or go forward in time to be amazed? I'm going to always go back in time kind of guy. I don't uh, Listen, if, if you set that DeLorean to 2044, I'm not sure what's going on here in 2044. I don't even know if we have a planet in 2044. I, you could fast forward into uh, a post-apocalyptic nuclear abyss, and then you're stuck because uh, you can't get the 1.88 gigabytes to uh, <laughs> to get back. So I'm wow. going to go back in time 1.8 because at, exactly 1.8. So it, with my Division One athlete skills and the stature I have now, if I go back into the 20s, I'm pretty sure I'd become a Hall of Fame baseball player. Well, that could be. <laughs> I really do. Uh, I'll, I'll come right after the Spanish flu. Yeah, yeah. I'll go yeah. back. Wait till like yeah. <laughs> Wait till that clears up. I'm not jumping from pandemic to pandemic, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to like 1921 right after that, and I will be the next Babe Ruth. Because I mean, yeah. So I'm going back in time. I, I really don't trust the future. What's going to happen here? I like the idea of going forward in the future, but I think I'm safer going back in. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'll go back in time. Chuck. Oh, I don't want to know anything about the future. No. No, I have no curiosity. You don't want to see uh, Way too scary. Ella on the pole 
and nah, I don't want to see any of that. <laughs> if it happens, it happens. But I don't want to have no, no. You guys, what are you talking about? It's it's a Broadway show I'm writing. Okay. It's not you're, no, you're writing it. Yes, okay. it has nothing to do with Chuck. Right. It's a Broadway show that I'm going to get produced in 14 years called Ella on the Pole, okay. uh, Longoria. She's I'm going to go back in time. Yeah, and yeah. here's another reason to go back in time. There was a cheesy B movie in the 80s, and there's no way I'll remember the name. But this guy went back in time to like uh, the the Wild West, right? And he went back. I forgot. There was like it was a horrible movie, but he went back with like automatic machine guns, <laughs> and, yeah. you know. And he was like, "They're like, oh, this is this is the new god now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can mow down the entire town. We now bow down to you. So I might do that or the baseball thing. I don't know. Just yeah. your favorite suit for yeah. the baseball yeah. thing. Go back to the 1700s with a bazooka. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the new king of France. Deal with it. Sanjay is the official accountant of the Mark Aram Show. He is a dear, dear friend. He can do your taxes. Uh, find him on Facebook, Brass Tax Accounting, or online, brass.tax. I apologize for a decade of uh, subconsciously calling you my friend. My friend. I, I'm all right with it. You're still my friend. All right. Good job, Sanjay. My man. There he is. We'll come back. We'll take your calls. We'll get this boat rolling. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. 73 degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark Aram and the Bananas with you till 8 in the p.m. Again, following breaking news, you heard here first on WSB, the GBI has arrested William Rody Bryan, age 50, on charges of felony murder and criminal attempt to commit false imprisonment uh, he is the guy that filmed the uh, the murder of Ahmaud Arbery in Brunswick uh, back in February. And uh, he he and his fiance had been given interviews saying they were scared for their life. Uh, now he was has been arrested. Uh, WSB legal analyst Phil Holloway will join us coming up after the news at 630 uh, to give us his breakdown of the latest developments there. Uh, we do have a lot of stuff to talk about, including one thing. I want you to think about this, folks. Um, as I was walking in today, did you guys notice the sign on the elevator as we come in from the uh, garage? Oh, about the one person? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one person on the elevator per, t- per trip to prevent the spread of COVID, which in a three-floor building, that elevator is hardly ever used ever. But what are you going to do like the Bank of America Tower? <laughs> it yeah. just can't work. Yeah. Like no one's can't. no one's going 70 floors. Oh. Like no one's walking 70 floors to go to that. It'd take you an hour and a half to get an elevator. Exactly right. right. What I mean, what's going to happen when businesses start to reopen in high rises? You can't you can't do one what imagine the line? Yeah, no. Like, all right, Bill, you're up next. Yeah. <laughs> pushes the the elevator pushes 67. You're up. Cindy, hold on. You'll be next. The future of elevators. What are we going to do in elevators? We'll talk about that as well. But coming up next, Phil Holloway, WSB legal analyst with the latest arrest in the Ahmaud Arbery case, 404-872-0750. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hey, this is Phil Necro, inducting the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1997. You are listening to The Mark Aram Show. What other show would you listen to? Six thirty-nine, twenty-one in front of seven o'clock. Mark Airman pals with you till eight in the p.m. And you heard a special coronavirus. Uh, let's get caught up. 
show coming up, 8 to 10. I know it has a, a real name, but it's Chris Chandler and all the experts. And, uh, of course, uh, debriefing the uh, press briefing today from uh, Governor Brian Kemp, which we heard during Atlanta's Evening News with Eric Erickson. We are going to have we're going to have some fun today. Uh, but uh, before right as we were coming on the air, there was big breaking news. The GBI arrests the man who recorded the video of Ahmad Arbery shooting back in February. Something that we were all kind of waiting to see would happen, including uh, WSB legal analyst Phil Holloway, who joins us on the Mark Aram Show. How are you, Phil? I'm doing well, brother. I hope you are. Excellent. Thanks for coming on on such short notice. This sure. breaking news we heard before 6 p.m. Uh, the GBI has charged Brian with felony murder and criminal contempt to commit false imprisonment. Your initial reactions to the arrest and the charges? Well, it's certainly something that I've actually been, been waiting on. I haven't been... Uh, uh, really surprised by it because look, if you if you act together with someone and you're committing a crime, and then they do something sort of unexpected in the process, you're on the hook for it. That's what the felony murder doctrine is, Mark, and that's why he's charged with felony murder. It's not that they had a big conspiracy to go kill somebody, but apparently, according to the GBI, they're alleged to be acting together to try to commit false imprisonment. They may say, well, it was a a lawful effort at a citizen's arrest, but the GBI says otherwise. The McMichaels were arrested earlier, uh, the father and son, um, and it's taken a while for this third arrest to come down. Why the delay in arresting uh, Brian now for shooting the video? Well, on the one hand, there's certainly no urgency to make any arrest uh, under most circumstances if there's investigative steps that need to occur. I think that law enforcement and certainly prosecutors, when they get to court, they would prefer to have things uh, buttoned up very neatly and without any holes. So we know that they served a search warrant in recent days, I guess yesterday, uh, and during that search warrant, I would imagine they were looking for communications between the parties, anything that might suggest that they were, in fact, acting together, because this uh, this third person now, he, he has claimed all along that he was merely a witness. But a lot of people wonder, well, if you're just a witness, how did you know to be right there at that time with cell phone ready to go? So probably it was something that uh, maybe strengthened their case that was found during that search warrant. William Roddy Bryan and his fiance have been given uh, interviews to, to local media in Brunswick um, and saying they, they fear for their life. Uh, your, your thoughts on that aspect of this, does this at least give him some measure of protection now that he is in the, in the judicial system? I would imagine it's a small measure of comfort, if any, because he's facing a potential life sentence. That's, that's what you get for murder. Whether it's felony murder or malice murder, it's still life in prison. And as I understand, he's like 50 years old. If you're, if you're convicted of murder, even if you're eligible for parole, that's 30-something years before you're even eligible. So a murder charge for someone who's 50 years old is a lot to be afraid of. The second charge, the felony murder charge is the first charge. The second charge was criminal contempt to commit false imprisonment. What is that all about? So it's criminal attempt to commit false imprisonment. They, they're saying that these three people were basically trying to corral him in an unlawful way. So you can't restrict someone's liberty so that they're, they're not free to leave. You can't just trap somebody in a car or hold them on the ground unless you have legal authority to do that. So what they're saying is that they were trying to falsely imprison him. But they're also saying that it wasn't really successful. Now, I could make an argument that it was successful, but in any event, the charges uh, suggest that there was an attempt. And under Georgia law, if you attempt to commit a felony, it's still a felony. 
It'd be like criminal attempt to commit murder, criminal attempt to commit false imprisonment, criminal attempt to buy drugs or anything else. If you try to do it and you don't succeed, you can still be charged with a crime. I'm, I'm reminded of the final episode of uh, Seinfeld where they get arrested for, for not uh, interfering with a, a robbery, and it was the Good Samaritan law that they were arrested on. Uh, if, he, if this third guy, uh, Roddy Brian, was just on the sidewalk and filmed it, uh, there's no charges, right? He's, That's right. Yeah, okay. you, you, uh, you, to be on the hook for something as a, as a party to the crime, and at common law we would call that an accessory to a crime. But to be on the hook, you've got to participate in some meaningful way, but it doesn't have to be much. You don't have to do much more than be there for moral support, for example. And so if, if, if you and I are, uh, are riding around together and, and, and you say, pull over here, and you just jump out and rob somebody, and I didn't know anything about it, well, that's on you. But if I knew you were going to do it and I kind of said, yeah, why don't you go do that, I've given you some type of moral support, and that makes me an accessory. Gotcha. WSB legal analyst Phil Holloway with this breaking news, a third arrest in the shooting of Ahmad Arbery. Certainly will continue to follow this through overnight and have the very latest on Atlanta's Morning News with Scott Slade tomorrow starting at 4.30. Follow Phil on Twitter, please. It's at Phil Holloway. ESQ, which Longoria stands for Esquire, in case you were wondering. Phil, great job as always. Thanks for jumping on on short notice, my friend. Sure thing. I'm sure we'll talk more about this. I just called Phil my friend, and he's not Indian. I am not a racist. All right, Phil. <laughs> Phil has no idea what I'm talking about. I, I feel better now, though, Phil. Thank you, my friend. Again, Take I called him my on. friend. I love it. All right. I'm getting out of it. I'm breaking uh, the mold. Your thoughts on the third arrest in the Mount Arbery case, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Welcome back to the program, 653, 70 degrees on Peachtree Street. Don't forget, you can listen to the broadcast at home via the WSB radio app or your smart speaker like uh, Amazon Alexa, Google Home. Just say play 95.5 WSB. Uh, Larry joins us on the program. Larry, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? All right. How you doing, Marky Mark? Excellent. I haven't talked to you in a while, man. Good to hear you, buddy. Peace. Welks. Hey, uh, with, with the case, first of all, when they filmed everything and stopped the young man, did he have anything on him? That said, he came from that that property you were talking about. Not that we are aware of, but all the facts are not in yet. But it doesn't appear like he was holding anything for sure. Okay. Now, the second part about someone coming to the building with 100 floors, uh, have someone at the door, and then every other person would walk by, and the person then have some people positioned at the elevator to take temperatures. Of everyone. Oh, they so have you got to be, they have to be they have to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. So this would keep this would keep everything flowing. But yet at the same time, it may build up in the lobby. But every everyone would have their mask on, and they will have have their temperature taken. We're talking about elevators because here there's a sign at uh, WSB Radio. The elevator says, "Please limit the elevator ride to one person per trip to spread to prevent the spread of the COVID." Um, so I, I mean, we only have three floors here, so it's not a big deal. But one of those bigger buildings, the skyscrapers. Maybe they'll. You remember those mnemonic tubes that they used to have, where they would shoot messages to to other floors. Maybe we can get like the like human. The ones that the bank uses. Yeah, <laughs> like we get a human version of that and just put one person at a time and just shoot, <laughs> you're up to the fifty fourth floor. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I if everyone was wearing a mask, I'd feel better about getting into a crowded elevator. But I wasn't a big elevator guy to begin with. You get people yakking, hacking, coughing, sneezing. 
I don't know. I'm glad we only have four floors here, three floors, because I, I, I would not dig taking the elevator. And Longoria, you're afraid of heights. Yeah. As we found out in <laughs> No yeah. the Banana. Yeah. Chuck, you are anti-mask. Um, Not anti-mask. <laughs> I just don't wear one if I don't Anti-vaxxers. Would you, would you have any problem getting in a crowded elevator now? Mm, I probably would avoid that if yeah. I could. But I'm, I like mean, grocery store stuff, I don't mind. But that, that's the yeah. I don't, but a crowded elevator, and you got to go up to 80th floor. Yeah, that's too long. If it was a couple of floors, I'd be like, eh, I'll take my chances. And soldier, but breath. I'm not going up. Yeah, I'm not going up 30 floors. What if you get the job at Play Now and you're? Uh... <laughs> I get my own elevator as opposed <laughs> yeah. to my own toilet. I yeah. might think about it. Go up to the 87th floor. Uh, what was the What was the boss's name in Play Now? Oh man! Or the uh, Kruger was the other one. Kruger was yeah. Kruger Industrial Smoothing. It's I don't know what Kruger the other guy was. Industrial Smoothing. Danny's up next to the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Danny, what's going on? Hey, Mark, how you doing today? Excellent. What's cooking? Okay, you know I've been listening. You know we were talking. You know we, they were always talking about the um, the governor was always talking about places that are non-essential. Well, I found out about this place in New Jersey called Achilles Gym. And the governor up there in New Jersey said that was a non-essential place. Do you think that place? Do you think places like that should be closed? Gyms? Yeah. Like a workout gym? A workout gym, but it's a non-essential place, and the government had to shut them. The government shut them down today. Well, essential for one person is non-essential to another. I think it's all relative. But I mean, I think everywhere, like Georgia, the gyms are open. Deborah Green's been going to her gym as long as they are doing the uh, the extra steps to keep everyone healthy. What are they doing at your gymnasium there, Deborah? So every other cardio machine or machine basically is blocked off. Okay. And then you so do there's ha- distance between yeah. people working out. Yeah, they have them physically shut down. And then there is a guy walking around sanitizing things all day. There's hand sanitizers everywhere. They basically yell at you all the time to say. Hey, make sure you clean that which yeah. is good and they're limiting how many people come in so oh. so i usually go early in the morning there's not a lot of people there anyway yeah. um but i think they're keeping it at like 75 percent capacity rather than full the, the showers there are oh they... no they shut this is so weird so they shut the showers down because they said they can't clean them like enough yeah are showers self-cleaning like isn't a shower doesn't it clean itself? Well, you're touching. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But oh, the bathrooms are still so. open, and they're not cleaning the bathrooms every hour yeah. either. But I usually go home and shower anyway. It's just easier. So I, I was going. My next question is to be like, have they stopped uh, people from urinating in the gym shower? Because that, that's dudes yeah, that's, do that. I don't know if you knew that, Deb Green. Against club policy. Yeah, you you have to urinate in the shower. The only person, the only dude that's never urinated in the shower, Bob Newhart. That's how classy he is. Uh, We'll come back. I want to talk about the rising unemployment rate, uh, the most swearing ever in movie history, and Memorial Day. And your calls. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. No, I want this town to be near you. the show and a good Thursday Eve to you. Mark Aram here, you there at 7.07, seven minutes after 7 o'clock. This is the Mark Aram Show, heard Monday through Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Whole family's here tonight. Deborah Green, who uh, works out regularly. She is the executive producer of the Mark Aram Show. Longoria, who works out as often as I do, is the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Low T. Chuck. Oh, oh. 
screens your calls. I want to talk about the historic unemployment levels here in Georgia, but this story just popped up. This, I'm surprised this is the first time we've heard of this story. I bet it's happened more often. And I know you guys, Deborah Green is an amazing uh, employee. I don't think she would ever consider doing this, but I'm looking at Longoria and Loti that might consider doing this. Uh, this is unbelievable. Man is accused of faking a COVID-19 diagnosis, forcing boss to close Atlanta business for cleaning. <laughs> it cost him $100,000. It's a Fortune 500 company. They're not releasing the name of the company. The guy had a fake doctor's note, said he had the covid they had, they had to, to shut clean. the business down and spend $100,000 on cleaning, and the guy didn't have the Rona. How did they find out? Uh, that is a good question, Longoria. <laughs> uh, this guy who was a previous felon was arrested by the FDI. Oh, duh. Uh, that guy should be in jail. Let's see. Uh, he admitted that he did not have the COVID-19. He Oh, his coworkers had to be unnecessarily quarantined. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, he should be in jail. Yeah, oh, he is in jail. There's there's no doubt about it. Uh, he just got out of jail on February 27th. Yeah, that didn't last long. And then back in jail. I, this has had to have happened multiple times. I got to think. That's, maybe not, not the to the point. One. Yeah, maybe not to the point where they had to shut down the business and right. self-quarantine his coworkers. But I could totally imagine someone calling up their boss and be like, <coughs> yeah, I, uh, I think I got the COVID. I, I can't come in. You know, on a Monday, like yeah. they haven't been there on the weekend. Yeah. I bet somebody's at least said, I think I was exposed, so I can't come yeah, in. Exactly, sure. exactly. A nice 14-day break. So uh, that's, I mean, I think that will be the first of many of these. Maybe not to the extent where all his, co- oh my God. All I'd be his so mad if I had to quarantine pissed. for 14 days. But would his coworkers be mad or be like, all right, thanks, Jeff? No, because you couldn't go anywhere. You had to stay also, at home. Oh, you get paid. They also thought they might be sick, too. So if they have a family, like if Longoria took it back to his daughter, yeah. like he did. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. I think some of his players are like, good job, Jeff. His name is not Jeff, by the way. Uh, but, like, I get, they get a two-week free, uh, two free vacation right there. Yeah, but I, they have to stay at home. They don't get to go places. It's not like they can go to the beach. Would you stuff. rather stay at home for two weeks or come to work for two weeks longer? Well, if you put it that exactly. way. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's, that's, that's not a vacation. All right, everyone think about this, and we're going to do this off mic. Okay. All right? We're, do not open your mics. Okay. You just will go, I'll go around in circle. Um, what of our, which of our coworkers would be most likely to do this scam? All right? Which of our coworkers would most likely fake the Rona to get the time off? All right, mics are off. Longoria, I'm going to go to you first. No, I'll do it to Deb first because she's in studio, so you can just say it to me. Everyone's mics are off. You, not someone I know, then. Someone on another I, station. I don't think you would know who it is because okay. they only come in. Sporadically. Sporadically, yeah. yeah. So I don't think you would know, but I could see that person doing it easily. All right. Yeah. Longoria, mics off in my ear. Tell me who you think. Really hope that went out over the air. Did that go out over the no, air? Yeah, that's the obvious choice right there. I mean, that's yeah. that that person has, I think, faked many an illness over the years. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, Mike's off again. We're by the way, <laughs> we're we're. I'm asking my my cohorts who which of our coworkers is most likely to fake the Rona. All right, Mike's off. Chuck. Oh. Wow. Yeah. That's that's uh, off the yeah. beaten path. All right. You guys are devious. <laughs> you guys are devious. I'm going to tell you a quick story, and you're going to think so much less of me when I tell you this story. I've, I've faked in on this before in yeah. college. 
This was not at WSB. I've I rarely miss any work here. In college, I was a horrible student, and I missed probably the first half of one semester of classes. Like, did not even go. And I don't even ask me why. I, I I don't know. I was a dumb kid, and I I realized, whoa, this is I'm I'm gonna fail unless I pull pull something drastic. <laughs> so I went to every one of my teachers, and I said, here's the deal. I've been diagnosed with blank. Uh, at the beginning of the semester, I lost my mind. I traveled the country. I didn't know what to do. Oh my God. I came back, went back to my doctor, was getting ready for treatment. They retested me, and apparently it was a false positive, and I don't have blank now, and I'm just so happy to be alive. Is there anything I can do to make up the ground? Wow. Every one of the teachers were like, oh, man, uh, no, just um, I'm glad you're back. Don't worry about it. We'll just just make sure you come to class from here on in. You're a bad person. I'm a horrible yeah, that person. That is horrible. That's going to come back to you big I'm time. I'm a horrible person. <laughs> yes. I was young. I was not expecting that. Yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it was that's the that's worst deep. thing I've ever done in my life. Yeah. I faked a bad illness, came back, total Costanza move. Came back and said uh, it was a false positive. I'm just so happy to be alive. You're lucky no one asked for documentation. No one, not a one, was like, "All right, just let me get a note from Doctor Schwartz." Yeah, nothing. <laughs> Probably because no. they didn't think anybody would be that awful to lie. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, I've lied about a sickness with nothing. Yeah, I've nothing lied about terminal. A lot of stuff. It's, my, a, it's my, a cold. <laughs> mic's off again. Mic's off again. Everyone's mic off. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. I mean, oh, I'm bad, right? Jesus. I'm going to hell. Yeah, All right, let's yeah. let's move on. <laughs> Phyllis is up next on the Mark Aram show. Hello, Phyllis. I'm sorry about the off mic talk, but there's some things you just can't say on the radio. How are you, Phyllis? I'm doing fine, Mark, and I'm sure you are too. Thanks for keeping things lighthearted. We need it. My pleasure. Uh, wishing all of you a very, very good Memorial Day weekend, whatever you may or may not be doing. Uh, <clears throat> and here's my question, and then I'm going to explain to you why I'm asking it. I'll be brief. Okay. And then, you know, you can, you know, perhaps, you know, educate me a little bit here. Um, what is the point in taking the COVID test and who is racking up on it? I am older. I am a senior citizen in my early 70s. I heard, you know, from you know, Medicare, you know, my health care people, uh, you know, I could come in, anybody evidently in the state of Georgia, irrespective of their age, can go in and their insurance as I understand it, mm -hmm. you know, we'll cover testing for COVID. So I thought, hmm, you know, why not? You know, let me go in. I haven't had symptoms. As far as I know, I don't have it. You know, but I'd like to get together with some friends, you know, and I'd like to, you know, just sure. know what's going on. And if I test positive, then that would mean that I have developed antibodies, you know, which would hopefully... You know, build up. Not necessarily. You know, not necessarily. Uh, I know. It, I know. Okay. I know. All right. So now I go into my doctor, who's cool. She's amazing, and she explains to me. She says, "No, you know, if you get a positive, it shows you've been exposed to it, but that doesn't necessarily mean you are immune to it." I said, "Okay," and I said, "Well, will it tell me 
if I have contracted it at all. She said, no. I asked, will it indicate whether I am a carrier at all? No. So why the heck, you know, as I was driving home after they took the little blood vial thing, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, I thought, you know, why the heck did I go in and do this? Because even if... Was this today? Was this today, Phyllis? No, this was Monday. Did you get your results yet? No, uh, and they send out... This wasn't one of those 15-minute things. Okay, gotcha. They send out... This is one of the three or four major, you know, medical health care systems in in Atlanta. All right, let me me jump in for a second. There's a lot to digest here. First off, uh, I'm not an expert on the testing, but I think... If the test comes back, it'll tell you if you have it or not, or if you've had it in the past or not. I think those are the, the or you don't have it. Like, those are the three possible okay. results. Either you don't have okay. it, you have it now, or you used to have it. Um, okay. What I think the problem with the testing is, and this is no, I mean, I'm not placing blame. I'm not scapegoating anybody. But this is oh, a, a new virus, right? So there's not, we don't have, we all don't have 20 years of tests on COVID-19. So the tests, right. I think, are are definitely less reliable than tests for other illnesses or other viruses that we've had. So I think that's why the testing numbers have been very, very wonky is because these this is a new virus and maybe not all the tests are as accurate as possible. I think you, I'm glad you got tested because I think you'd want to know either way, whether you have it now, you don't have it now, or you had it in the past. So I think it's a good thing. And I don't know who's getting rich off of the tests. That, that was an interesting question. Um, I mean, we're not paying for them. Someone's paying for them, but I just don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. maybe the, just the taxpayers during this bailout, but uh, interesting right. stuff. And the only thing they told me was it would not tell me if I had it or if I have it, that the test would only indicate whether or not I had been exposed to the virus. So, you know, I go to that, and I've been self-quarantining, you know, just to be safe. Sure. Um, but I go to the grocery store once a week. I go to the post office once a week. And so <clears throat> I was told, you know, that the only thing the test would indicate was whether or not I had been exposed to the virus. Mm-hmm. So and I think that's I a different been, type of test. So positive, but that did not necessarily indicate so I immunology. Think, and I thought, yeah. I've just wasted my time. I think what the test you took was the uh, antibody test, which is a different test than the, yes. the regular COVID test. Here's the good news, Phyllis. Yes. Coming up at 8 p.m., yes. Chris Chandler is going to host a special show here, COVID and what you need to know in Atlanta right now. And he has doctors okay, on yes. the show so I'm going to pass along your question to him. So listen Thank up. You. Coming up at 8 o'clock, Chris Chandler, uh, Bill Crane, Greg Bluestein, doctors, nurses, Wes Moss, who's neither a doctor nor a nurse, but he's a good dude. Sandra Parrish, who would be, uh, she would have been a great doctor if she chose the medical route. Very smart lady right there. All right, we'll come back. Uh, more of your calls. Uh, I do want to talk about the unemployment numbers when we come back. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Mark Aram on 95.5 WSB, Atlantis News and Talk. Programming notes, multiple, multiple notes. I am off tomorrow. I'm going to take the long Labor Day weekend, so I'm off tomorrow and Monday. And then next week, uh, filling in for Eric Von Hessler from 9 to noon. And apparently, Deborah Green, Longoria, 
will join me, but low T is, you know. I can't get anybody to watch my daughter. Can you can you broadcast from home? No, they they never set that up for me. No. I can answer phones from home. I, don't I can't that. set it. I can't get down my. You just have them on the phone the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> what, can we just call you randomly one segment? Sure. All know. right, we'll do yeah. that. So uh, so yeah, we'll be having fun. And I talked to Nicole Bennett today. Oh, was she oh, good? Cool. She's good to do uh, Millennial Match Game next good. week. All right. Yeah. Yay. It's so exciting to talk to her. I miss I miss so many of my coworkers. It's unbelievable. Especially the three that you guys named that would fake the the Rona. You don't even know the person. No, I, I know. <laughs> I know those two though. Uh, Russ would never fake the uh, coronavirus. Russ. Russ, come here, hey. man. I want to talk. In Gainesville, how are you, brother? Hey, can you hear me? I hear you perfectly. Okay, good. My phone's being funny. Uh, I looked it up. Longoria has acrophobia. What is? I it? have mobophobia. Fear it's the new thing. You have what? Nobophobia. Phobia? Mobo phobia. Mobo. M O B O. It means fear of no cell phone signal. Oh. That's an actual fear? That's what they said. I have misophonia. Is fear of heights. I have misophonia, is which is not a fear, but if uh like if someone is um eating loudly chewing near me. Ice. Yeah, chewing ice, I want to punch him in the face. It could be anyone. Oh, I hate that too. Yeah, I don't want I, I have. You. I suffer from massive misophonia. Man, I mean, and it's—I get it. It's my problem. It's not anyone else's fault. But yeah, I mean, as much as I love you, Russ, if if you were chewing ice in front of me and you wouldn't stop, I would punch you in the nose. I hate that. I yeah. hate people to eat ice. And I'm, I've ridden with people in the car for an hour. Oh, and forget like, it. Jump, jump, jump on I once, I, I once can't stand that. Played poker and I was in Las Vegas. Oh, I miss, I miss casinos. I miss poker. I miss Vegas. Anyway, there's this guy sitting next to me, and he was chomping on ice. And we're in a poker tournament, and that nothing will get me more tilted than that. And I just, I, I just pulled twenty dollars out, and I was like, "I'll give you twenty dollars if you stop chewing this ice, man." He's like, "Okay." And the rest of the table's like, "What about us?" What I'm like, well, "You're not chewing ice." Like, so they're like, "Ice, we need ice over here." But they did. They were just busting chops. But that's how much I hate people ch- chewing ice. I paid a guy twenty dollars to stop chewing ice next to me. Russ, I'm off uh, Friday and Monday, but Tuesday morning, I hope to hear from you at some point between 9 and noon as I fill in for Eric Von Hessler, buddy. I've got to get my girlfriend to remind me of that, but that'll be cool talking to you in the morning. Yeah. That'll be different. You yeah. want? Uh, I can have I like Chuck that. give you a wake-up call. You want a wake-up call? Sure. Yeah, that's not right. happening. <laughs> you, get, you guys have my number, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tattooed on <laughs> Longoria's belly. Uh, we'll come back. Have a good night, Russ. We'll come back uh, what are we talking about? Uh, oh, the unemployment numbers, the most swears in movie history, and butlers. Butlers. You heard me correctly. 404-872-0750. 1-800-WSB-TALK. On Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. This is The Mark Aram Show. Hi, everybody. This is Zoe Saldana, and you're listening to The Mark Aram Show. 736, 70 degrees on Peachtree Street. Mark Aram and the Bananas at your beck and call till 8 in the p.m. I got I to gotta talk about some sad news. Uh, Georgia's unemployment numbers were released this morning, and uh, they're the worst in state history. As far back as they have tracked them, 11.9% of our fellow Georgians are out of work. That's almost uh, 12%, Longoria. I'll do the math for you. Oh, okay. Thank 11.9%. You. A year ago... It was 3.6%. Wow. Yeah, so an 8.3% jump. And I don't know if anyone is, if even if you haven't lost your job, 
you don't know someone that has lost their job. I know a hand people, a handful of people that have either been furloughed or completely lost their gig. I'm assuming you know a bunch in, in your oh, yeah. circle. Especially in radio industry, yeah. yeah. A lot of people. Unbelievable. Chuck, um, I know you don't have many friends, but um, your <laughs> wife does. Do you know anyone that has lost their job here in Georgia because of uh, corona? Luckily, no. Really? Good. Yeah. All right. Yeah, luckily, no. And Deborah? Any, anything? I mean, a lot of fellow radio people obviously yeah. was hit pretty hard. That's the most of them. So, I mean, that's that's just a eye-opening number like 12 out of 100 people in georgia now without a job hopefully a lot of that is temporary and i want to try to try to put a positive spin on this because i really truly believe um and i'm not an, an epidemiologist i'm not a virologist i'm not a doctor i'm barely a talk show guy uh but i do believe we are coming out of this we might have flare-ups but I think we did a we did a great thing. We we sheltered in place long enough and really prevented this thing from blowing up. And I, th- I I'm, we're not out of the woods yet. I still want you to wear your mask. I still want you to social distance. I still want you to wash your hands and floss your teeth. Floss your teeth. Um, but I think I think the worst of it is behind us. Again, we could see more flare ups if people start getting careless. But I I am very positive about the economy here in Georgia. I mean, we were. We were just churning and burning up until this. I mean, everywhere was three point six percent unemployment a year ago today. That's I mean, that's and those are the three point six. Those are people that they just really don't want to work. They're not working. Right? Not I mean, there's hard. plenty of jobs available. <laughs> yeah. They they want to just you know sit at home. That's not the case anymore. At eleven point nine percent. But here's here's I want you to keep your chin up because I do think there are greener pastures ahead of us when it comes to the economy and employment. But but I want to be uh, I want you to be warned about this. You can't be set in your ways post-COVID. And by that, I mean, well, uh, well, I sold real estate for 27 years. That, but, eh, all right. That might not be the job that's waiting for you after the pandemic. Or mm-hmm. um, I did, uh, I was an insurance guy for, for three decades. That's all I'm going to, eh, maybe not. Maybe not. It might, you know, you have to be nimble. Um, in, in nature, the nimblest things often survive. Like the deer that Chuck can't shoot, yeah. (laughs) Super nimble. The turkeys, the wild boar, whatever, anything, whatever nimble beasts that Chuck can't slay, (laughs) they survive in the wilderness. And I think that's what's going to take if you really want to survive post pandemic. You need to be nimble, and you can't be set in your ways. Don't think a job is beneath you. Let's say you were making one hundred fifty thousand dollars before the pandemic, doing whatever job makes $150,000. Not this one. Yeah, if you know what it is, let me know and I'll (laughs) apply for it. And you lose that job. You can't expect your first job after the pandemic to make $150,000. Those jobs are few and far between. You might have to take a job that makes $45,000 a year. You do it. You have to be nimble. You have to survive. And trust me, employers... In, in the future, as the economy starts getting better, it'd be like, oh, you were laid off from uh, from Kruger. What was, the, what was Kruger the name? Industrial Smoothing. <laughs> you were we'll laid off from now. Kruger Industrial Smoothing in March because of the pandemic, and now it's uh, it's December and you haven't had a job yet. That doesn't look good. Like, I think it looks good if you get back and you're like, oh, you lost your job with Kruger in March. Oh, and at the end of May, you got a job at UPS, riding a truck, working in the warehouse. Oh, you Oh, you got a job at Walmart. That I think employers would like to see that sort of like pick yourself up, dust your off, get out there and get another job kind of thing, as opposed to a nine month unemployment. 
And I know the unemployment is extra juicy right now. What is it like? An extra six hundred bucks? Six hundred dollars a week. Yeah, yeah. an extra six hundred bucks. I know that's juicy, and you might want to just sit back and be like, "Well, why, why go work to make the money I can do sitting at home?" But when when we get out of this pandemic, it's not going to look good if you sat on the couch for nine months. So so I'm very hopeful. I'm very positive that things will turn around in this economy. And I, I feel horribly if you lost your job or you're furloughed or your your spouse lost their job. I, I It's awful. I, knock on wood, the four of us have our jobs. A miracle. Yes. A miracle. But I've been unemployed twice before, Yeah, and it's not good. It's a Deborah <laughs> it Green. Sucks. You've been through a many. Yeah, I've been unemployed. I've been furloughed. I work in radio. Things exactly. all of a sudden, your station's not there. It's not a good feeling at all. Yeah, so... Um, and and I got a a buddy who works at a competitive TV station in town, and he had to take a mandatory week furlough. Thankfully, he's going to have his job, but that's just a week with no pay, which seems minuscule by comparison to losing your job, getting right, getting right. axed, or God forbid, the company that you worked at might not be in existence once we get out of this. There's a lot of things that if you were the general manager of of a restaurant, you might not be having a job when we come back. One in, they say one in four restaurants might close. So, I, again, I, I'm just a life caddy. I'm not Dr. Laura. I'm not Wes Moss. Dr. Ruth. I'm not even Dr. Joe. <laughs> I'm not even, certainly not Dr. Ruth. Uh, but my advice, just as a guy that, that's been out in the real world for uh, going on uh, 35 years, um, you, you need to uh, uh, move the goalposts. You need to... Uh, adjust your thought process when it comes to employment because the world's going to be different post post COVID. So uh, just, you know, have faith that you will get out there. You'll get back on the horse, but the horse might not be the horse you rode in on. Might be my little pony, Longoria. That's still a thing, My Little Pony. Yeah, it is. Yeah, girls, I think the so. girls, oh, yeah. that was huge yeah. when I was a kid. Yeah, they still have them. My Little the, Pony. The girls have you a couple, I'm sure. I no, I no. did not. You said it Without, was huge. It was yeah. when I was a kid, like my little like in pony. your mind, you, you made it sound like it was huge. Yeah. Like oh, it was huge to me. And no, not when that, I was five. That, that's no. what it made. I'm like, oh, you must have had them. No, or I did not have them. I did <laughs> have a, pa- a cabbage patch kid though. Everyone, I think, had it. my brother had name. a cabbage. My patch My grandfather kid. would not get me one. I wanted one. Really? Yeah. He was like, oh, you're a boy. Can't get on. Seriously. They were so unpopular. Even the boys had them. Yeah. It was yeah. like everyone had them. So anyway, there's my there's my two cents of advice. Um, I, I really, I feel awful if you did lose your job, uh, but I think we're, we're coming out of it. I'm positive. I'm hopeful that things will start to turn around, but it's going to be a new landscape for, uh, for job seekers after the COVID is gone. So stay nimble, open your mind up, and, uh, and then maybe things will come your way. All right, real quick. Uh, Longoria, uh, who's the sweariest actor in Hollywood? Wow. The actor um, that swears the most in movies. Samuel Jackson? He is. He was. Was oh, number was the king? one. He is now number three. Three? Yeah, check this out. Uh, the sweariest actor in Hollywood now is now Jonah Hill. What? Chubby little Jonah Hill. You never guessed that. Uh, He's beating the likes of Samuel L. Jackson and Adam Sandler. It's emerged that Jonah Hill is the sweariest actor in all of Hollywood. The star of movies like Superbad, which is so good. A lot of F-bombs in that. 21 Jump Street scooped the accolade after 3,500 movies were analyzed for their robust language. Hill's swear count was assisted hugely by his role in The Wolf of Wall Street. I was just going to say that. In which he played traitor Donnie Azoff. That movie, as inspected by Buzz Bingo, which broke down the numbers, features a massive 
715 expletives in all. It helped Hill climb to 376 curse words through all the movies in his relatively short career, beating some considerably more seasoned actors. Number two, this one I never would have guessed, Leo DiCaprio. Really? Uh, yeah, I could see that. I, I guess. I wouldn't have thought that. Uh, Django Unchained probably has oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was... Yeah. Uh, uh, he has 361 curse words. Samuel L., Atlanta resident Samuel L. Jackson, 301, followed by Adam Sandler, 295, Al Pacino, 255, Denzel at 193. I think a majority of them were in training day, probably. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Chuck's uh, uncle, Billy Bob Thornton, at <laughs> Stop 145. Stop Seth it. Rogen at 143. Bradley Cooper at 142, and uh, the the end of this list, Danny McBride? Isn't that guy from the 70s show? No, no, he was eastbound right. and down. Oh, yeah. that guy. All right, all right, that makes more sense. 136 for him. So Jonah Hill. Ladies, step it up. There's no ladies on that there, list. No, there are no ladies. Oh, yeah, can you find this, see if there's a lady on that list, Deborah Green, uh, while I take a call? Uh, Jim joins us in McDonough. Jim, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Six How are you? callers ahead of us, Jimmy. Uh, I'm doing fine. Uh, I just wanted y'all talking about unemployed people, unemployed, not getting any money or just getting any money. I just got a haircut yesterday, finally, after about five months. And uh, the lady that cuts my hair, she's been out of work. Their shop had been closed for six weeks, and she hasn't gotten a dime unemployment. She has called them. Nobody's called her back. Nobody's tried to help them at all. It's a mess. And I talked and to uh, one of my favorite waitresses at Waffle House. So the the waffle, uh, a lot of Waffle Houses actually closed down or had limited hours, and so a lot of them were laid off. And she, same deal, has applied for unemployment and hasn't gotten a dime yet. I just feel sorry for her. She's got a husband that has a lot of medical problems. He can't work. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's just, you know, for people – to get out here and complain, uh, I, I just, it, it upsets me to hear it. Uh, when they get $600 a week uh, and these people like that, can't, the, the unemployment office won't even call them back. Yeah, and, and not to make excuses, but, I mean, the, the unemployment office never, ever thought that this something like this could happen. If you look at it, so you look at the numbers, four times more unemployed now than a year ago. The un- and Mark Butler, we've had him on the show before, the Labor Commissioner. They're just swamped. Didn't he say they got as many uh, claims in like a week or a day they get in? like I think it was a week for the whole year. Yeah. It, like so, one week came So that's, that's exactly what I told the, the waitress at Waffle House was you got to be – I know it sucks and it's it's horrible and you might need that money to survive, but it will come. I mean, yeah. I, I have confidence that uh, Mark Butler and the folks at the Labor Commission will get all those unemployment checks out to you, but – uh, in the meantime, in between time, it's it's a struggle if you haven't gotten those checks or the stimulus money yet even. Did you guys get your stimulus checks? I finally got it you yesterday. Got it? Yesterday? Nope. No yeah. kidding. <laughs> yeah. You yeah, haven't gotten yet. yours yet? No. Are you a hot neighbor out of the, the bracket? Are you supposed to get one? We'll get a little bit, yeah. A little bit. A little yeah. taste. Just a taste. Well, you don't get any money for that second kid no. that's coming <laughs> the half. way. For the half. <laughs> for the half. half Longoria, you should get two and a half for the bun yeah. in the oven. Yeah, might as well. Uh, I can't believe you did that, Longoria. I can't believe you keep bringing I it up. I can't believe I keep bringing it up either. <laughs> uh, we'll come back. Uh, more of your calls and uh, what do I want to talk about? Butlers. Butlers next on the Mark Air Show. 
Atlantis News and Talk. Sad story involving a butler. A former White House butler who had a long career serving the most powerful men of the country has died. William Roosevelt German died after contracting COVID-19 on May 16th. German was 91 years old. He worked under 11 presidents, starting wow. with Dwight Eisenhower. He started as a cleaner, then became a butler, thanks to First Lady Jackie Kennedy. While her husband, uh, husband President JFK, was in office, German retired in 97, but returned to his post in 2012 as maitre d' under President Barack Obama, who honored German with a plaque and coin representing each president he worked for, according to uh, CNN. Ah, it's amazing. Wow. 11 presidents. That Imagine guy, the I stuff ho- he saw. Exactly. Heard. Why did we not get him on the show, Deborah Green? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. That's unbelievable. I wanted to talk more in depth about butlers, but I'll save that for next week. I'm fascinated by that profession. I think I'd be a good butler. No. No. I, I really. Uh, you can even get your own coffee. Well, that's true. Yeah, that is that's true. true. Are you going to do yeah. that to get other? We'll people? talk about it next There's week. No tips. Ken is in Woodstock, Georgia. Ken, welcome to the program. How are you? Thank you, Mark. I'm great. I'm sorry, brother, that you. I listen to you every now. Sorry that you kind of spread some bad uh, vibes about don't expect to make what you, you know, did before this happened. Um, I'm in sales. Uh, I think you mentioned the $150,000 thing. I've made that for a long time, but it's hard, brother. It's all commission. Oh, yeah. And if if I don't sell, I don't get nothing. And I've been working with a young man that, graduated from Georgia State but two years ago, and I keep telling him that, hang in there, man. It's going to come back. It's going to come back. And, you know, he's going to take my territory eventually. But um, it surprised me that you said don't expect that to bounce back. I think, Maybe listen, there, I think that I don't know, but there I'm are a looking. lot of professions. Now, sales is sales. You will, you will always be able to get a job. You know, there will always be. But there are certain professions that might not be a thing anymore after the COVID. And those folks... Again, not sales folks, but I don't know. Elevator repairman, because no one's taking the elevator anymore. That Those folks, not everybody, but there are certain people that have lost their job that are going to have to adjust and move into a different uh, category of employment. Let's do Star of the Show, Longoria. And now, are you guys ready for the Mark Aram Star of the Show? It's her birthday. My mama gets star of the show, and I really quick, so I, I tried to FaceTime her this morning as I'm walking Bosco, and uh, she answered the FaceTime while in the bathroom. Did you see more than you needed no, to see? No, no, no. Okay. But she was on the phone with her friend, and it just came in as another call coming, and she didn't know it was a FaceTime. So... I got to greet my mama uh, during her hurry, hurry, poopies on her birthday. <laughs> fantastic. It's fantastic. Happy birthday, mom. Chuck says you're a smoke show, by the way. He did. Uh, was, we will yeah. continue the conversation on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram, Facebook, Mark Aram, WSV. I'm off tomorrow night, but Chris Chandler and pals coming up next. Go to sleep, you little baby. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Sweet Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity. The future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.